Good evening, Sports Zodians. How's everybody doing up there tonight? I am Mike Aglialoro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. We're recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment radio network of course we are rebroadcast redistributed through all the various podcasting outlets so we thank you as always for joining us no matter how you join us whether it's google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify tune in bullhorn rate like share subscribe do all the things and we got a good show for you tonight folks we will be joined by Dave Hastings in a matter of moments here. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We have NFL week six in the books. Week seven is approaching us. It was a, uh, I don't know if I'd say groundbreaking uh, or, uh, week f- week six or anything like that. But, you know, Kansas City rocked Denver on Thursday night. Decent games. Cowboys came away with the win against the Chargers last night. A very sloppy game for both teams. They combined for over 20 penalties the Cowboys and Chargers did last night. So not a well-played game by either side. I can tell you that one. Um, But the Cowboys did manage to come out of that with the win. The Giants lost to Buffalo 14-9 with Tyrod Taylor, the starting QB. Uh, Jets... Pull out the shocker. They defeat the Philadelphia Eagles, handing them their first loss of the season. 20-14. to Jets wind up coming through late in that one. And I know I was surprised uh, to see that they they managed to pull that game out. So good on them. Um, We've said all season the Eagles have not played up to their potential. And they have won some games that I think you could rightly say – They would have lost if um, they were playing a team maybe in late season mode, you know, postseason mode, really amped up and, you know, willing to do it. They they played quite a few teams that just have not been up to snuff this season. I know the Eagles, um, the Patriots made a very close game out of them the first week of the season there. And if you look at what the Patriots have done this season, they're terrible. So uh, the Jets managed to pull it out there. Um, Jalen Hurts threw for three interceptions, including the the late one that the uh, the Jets wound up um, winning the game on there. Brees Hall winds up having a big game for the Jets. And, you know, Zach Wilson does Zach Wilson things. But, you know, as long as, as, long as he doesn't lose the game for him, that's all they really need him to do. So you got that. You got um, – Sorry, I just lost my place. Um, Rams wind up beating the Cardinals. Raiders beat the uh, New England Patriots. Enough said there. Vegas, not exactly a banner team. Uh, Texans wind up winning 20 to 13 over the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, that, that division is still the, one of the weakest in the NFL there. But the idea that the Texans can't manage to pull out a playoff spot, you know, you see in some flashes, the Jaguars, class of that division of four and two, 
even them, not great. Anthony Richardson is going to miss the rest of the season for the Colts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Texans got a shot. And then you got the Titans pulling up the rear there. Tannehill uh, went down uh, towards the end of the game against Buffalo. Uh, so, yeah, is it time that we see Will Levis, who, of course, was um, the the highly touted quarterback prospect who slipped to the early second round where the Titans took him? And, yeah, uh, I did. I think I did say before the season started that I wouldn't be surprised if they broke him out somewhere around midseason. They are on the bye week. If you're like me, the bye weeks are going to be a freaking killer in fantasy football. Because um, the Titans, the, the Titans, the Bengals, and the Cowboys are all on the bye week. And I, I can't remember who the other teams are. But I know those are the three that matter because those are the three. I, I got a bunch of players from on. So, yeah, that kind of sucks. But um, anyway, Jaguars did wind up, you know, big win against Indianapolis. Minshew had a bunch of interceptions in place of Richardson. Uh, another shocker in the week, though, the Browns beating the San Francisco 49ers. The Browns led by P.J. Walker, the former XFL stand-up, uh, stand-up, uh, standout there. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, Miami just keeps rolling right along. You know, I picked them in my Survivor League, and I, I'll tell you right now, you know, through about the first 10 minutes of that game, they scared you a little bit, and then all of a sudden, nope. That was just a little hiccup. Nope, right back on the uh, the beaten path there. Uh, 42-21 walloping. The Carolina Panthers, Raheem Mostert had the big game. Uh, three all-purpose touchdowns. A nice game by him. A little scare with Tyreek Hill. Uh, pulling up lame uh, in the second half there on a big, um, what could have been a really big um, pass completion there, um, but he had run out of bounds. He pulled up lame. So there's that. Um, just to keep going down the list here, Cincinnati, uh, Joe Burrow um, didn't show out as much as he did last week, but the Bengals did wind up pulling out the win over Seattle. Geno Smith. He threw for 300 yards, kind of turned it back into a pumpkin a little bit there with the interceptions, um, you know, and we wound up picking uh, Minnesota-Chicago uh, last last week, and Minnesota dominates the Bears 19-13. to We'll get into some of the other games here, but he is with us tonight, so he will. we will bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Hastings is with us tonight. Dave, how you doing? Oh, I mean, there's nothing better than being on camera and not being prepared for it. So just, just a great start. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about that unless you really wanted me to use that. I, I, I have no intention of using that, so that's fine. Uh, for the benefit of everybody, it's probably better that you don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I caught a quick glance. I think you're being a little hard on yourself there, but that's fine. Otherwise, how you doing, buddy? Ah, not too bad, you know. Um, uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, I know I've mentioned it before, but the girlfriend's moving in, and uh, this week, this Friday's move-in day, so there's been a lot of uh, boxes being packed and furniture being moved and all these other wonderful, fun things that come along with it, so... Just, uh, I told her I can't wait for her to move in, and I also, I, don't, I just think I might 
be more excited for us to be done dealing with the moving. Oh, absolutely. I understand that. When I was young, we moved like three or four times. And now it was like three years in like less than a three year period. I'm not a fan of moving. So I definitely get you on that one. Okay. Yeah, no, not it, the, the, the process is not fun. The end result that that's what you're doing it for. I hear you on that. Um, all right. Well, I think with that, we'll get into the week here, week six of the NFL season. Dave, I'll start you off. I ask you with this. Did you have a better fantasy week this week? Nope. I had Justin Fields in instead after a 49 point game. He got me four points and then missed the rest of the game. As so. soon as I said, as soon as I asked the question, the second I finished it, oh, you fuck. Oh, you forgot. Yeah, so uh, needless to say, I went into last night's game needing over 70 points from Tony Pollard, Keenan Allen, and Dallas's defense. And uh, that's really hard to do when the wide receiver you need to score touchdowns is going against the defense you need to stop from scoring touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's that's – yeah, that definitely sounds like a mind breaker right there. So, uh, yeah, I get you on that one. Well, my 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 condolences on that one. Um, it, it's hard. I was happy yeah. for you when I saw the game uh, Raheem Moster was having. Yes, yes. I I um, if it's okay, I'm going to bring this up. I had a rebound week. I was playing my brother, who is getting married in like three weeks. Um. So and I'm I'm on the uh, the groom's party. I I told you that I went to uh, what was it? Um, uh, whatever state we went to on the west coast over there. Arizona, yeah, um, come on, yeah, Arizona. You know, you all right, that. there we go. I don't know why Nevada was the only thing popping in my head. I'm sorry. Anyway, of Vegas, I get it. Yeah, yeah. That no, that that was not the point though. No, anyway. So I'm playing my brother in fantasy this week, and uh, let me pull it up here. I was not I was not going to go into it, but. The week started out, we had, like, the same number of players going for the most part. I did something I will probably try to stop myself from doing again in the future. So, before the week started, they announced that Sauce Gardner was uh, going to miss the game. So, the Jets' top four cornerbacks were not going to be playing. So, I had the brilliant move. I'm going to start Devontae Smith, and I'm going to start him at flex. Over Derrick Henry. So that's how the week started out. And everything was going good until Henry broke that fucking, um, the one, um, whatchamacallit, the big run for like 30, 40 yards or whatever. And then I just started getting nervous. Thankfully, my guys decided to show up at some point. I'm never doing that one again. I told him Sunday night, I was like, I thought this was still a close game. And he had Keenan Allen. And C.D. Lamb going last night. And I had Tony Pollard and Justin Herbert. That became a close game. Like, I was up by, like, 25 points. I wound up winning by 10. And just to tell you who was on my team besides Mostert, Tony Pollard, um, Derrick Henry, uh, and I started at wide receiver, Devontae Smith, Jordan Addison, Nico Collins, and Michael Pittman. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's not a great wide receiver core. But thankfully, everybody showed up. Sam Laporta wind up doing okay. And I was running away with it until Tyler Bass, the kicker for the Buffalo Bills, got zero points. 
on Saturday night, on Sunday night. While my brother had uh, Darren Waller and Graham Gano from the Giants. So he made it close. But I wound up pulling it out. And he was he was most upset about Raheem, uh, Raheem Mostert doing what he did. Which I thought. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the hope for you, right? And with the uh, rookie Oxhan, uh, or however you say his name, being out, you yeah. had to expect Mostert to have a pretty damn good game. Yeah, I said it last week. Um, and I think I said this before you came on. Achan, God bless. Well, I, I know I said part of this when you were on. God bless that man. His sacrifice. We have to make a sacrifice. I want him to have a long career. I want him to take as much time as he needs to get himself right. Uh, what physically, mentally, spiritually, the whole thing. You get everything right. You have a nice long, you know, uh, what ten year career would make you a Hall of Famer as a running back nowadays. So you have that. You have that great career. Just for the love of God, give me this season, please, please. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yep. Yep, not mean spirited at all. Just please, for the love of God, help a brother out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, we'll get off this, but we'll start with the Cowboy game. There, sloppy fucking game last night. Twenty penalties combined by both teams. The Cowboys mercifully are able to pull it out, but yet yeah, neither team exactly came out of this looking great, Dave. No, but I would say that I think as a Cowboys fan, you got to be happy with the rebound and and what they were able to do, um, considering how disappointing it was for them to come out the way they came out against San Francisco. So, I mean, you got you got to at least take that for what it is. I, I definitely understand people not being uh, overly thrilled with how how the team played, but. The reason why I'm as a Cowboys fan, I think you should be happy with what took place is because they took advantage of both San Francisco and the Eagles losing and put themselves in a position to be able to make some noise um, and be competitive when it comes to playoff seating in the NFC. Um, NFC. And that's that's right. Right. Like that's what they're playing for. So. I genuinely think overall, was it the prettiest game in the world? Hell fucking no, it wasn't. Was it, mm. you know, the best performance you could ask for? Definitely freaking not. But it was definitely a, a situation where you have to say it's really, really good chance that – not good chance, but it's a really good thing for them to go into that, you know um, – into that bye week with, with the opportunity uh, or with the ability of having a win and not being in a position where they're fighting an uphill battle and going into 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Just winning before the bye week makes those that two week period until the next game so much easier to live down. So I do like that. And I, I will say a couple positives. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, the Chargers score right out the gate. Keenan Allen, a big catch and everything. And the Cowboys are able to match it on the next possession. That's nice. And then seeing Micah Parsons show up at the end was very cool. You, obviously, he's not going to have a big game every game. But the fact that he was able to make that impact at the end of it definitely was huge. <laughs> 
the penalties were ridiculous last night. And I'm curious your thoughts on that because I know you were watching the game too. So what did you think about those? Oh, yeah. They were boneheaded. They were dumb. They were pointless. They were wasteful. They, I mean, I could go on and on about how, how bad they were. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. – Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off there. I was just going to say, and maybe you can agree to disagree with this. This is one of the first times I can remember you got this many penalties and nobody's mad at the refs. Yeah, I mean, some of them, they were like the pre-stat penalties, the offsides. Uh, I mean, I was pissed at the refs for the botched uh, punt. Um, mm-hmm. He got blocked. Yes, the Tolbert got blocked into Turpin. Tur- nobody on Dallas touched the ball, and and Tolbert shouldn't have got, touched the ball, but. He reacted based on how you would expect him to react when it looks like it would have hit Turpin. I mean, I would have thought the same thing in his shoes. But how they missed the hands to the face, and that's what caused him to be ran into Turpin, like that negates that play, and it's a five-yard penalty from the spot of the foul and Dallas's ball instead of putting, you know, I mean, the Chargers get that second touchdown because of that play. And then a pass interference penalty, and then they score. So that drive, that touchdown drive, they actually only netted like three yards. So, like that that to me was the only like probably the only call I was really pissed at the refs for. Um, but that that referee crew had every intention of making themselves known in that game. That's for damn sure. Mm. All right, making well, I mean. Lord knows they gave him enough opportunities to. So, okay, let people know your names, I guess. But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I am just happy they were able to come out of it with a a win, especially with Philadelphia going down earlier in the day, surprisingly, to the New York Jets, who, listen, we've always said all Zach Wilson needs to do is not lose the Jets the game. And just let the rest of the team hopefully bail them out. And that's kind of what happened again on Sunday. Well, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts was just abysmal um, yeah. uh, in that game. Um, most interceptions in a, in, a, in a game for his career um, just played completely like shit. I don't know how you throw so many interceptions when you're going up against a team that's missing their top four corners. Um, and I think if you're uh, and he, I, I've said it before about Jalen Hurts. He gave me one really really good season. Now back it up. Yeah. And, and so far this year, yeah, they were 5-0, and oh, but Outside of his running ability, he's not picking defenses apart. He's not throwing the greatest passes in the world. So there's definitely some, if I'm an Eagles fan, some areas I'm a tad bit worried about. Um, but I also don't, you know, I, I wouldn't be like giving up on him at this point in time. I just definitely think that you're seeing teams that have now played against him and, and have enough tape on him. Um you know, taking advantage of that. Mm. Yeah. And we've kind of said all season that it doesn't really feel like we've seen Philadelphia play its best football yet. So my way of thinking is it's, it's kind of been bound to happen and that at some point 
somebody would be able to kind of call them on it in a way and take advantage and make them pay. And that's what happened here. And Brees Hall is a really good running back. That kid could be something <laughs> special for the next couple of years. Yes, he's a very, very good running back, and and I hope he doesn't get screwed over um, the way that, you know, every other running back in this league basically seems to be getting screwed over from being good at their job. Um, But I will say that, you know, the Jets, if they, you know, uh, it was said a couple weeks ago, right, when Rodgers went down, if they played football the way they used to play with Rex Ryan as their head coach, run the ball, put your quarterback in easy, you know, short third downs, you know, occasional, you know, play actions. And, and you, you focus on running the ball and playing good defense. They, they can, they can hang with basically any team in the league. So um, yeah, I think the Eagles let that one go and missed a great opportunity to go, you know, go two games up on Dallas to go, get to six and zero. Um, but at the same time, the, the Jets took advantage of the turnovers and were able to put them away and come away with a win. And if you're a Jets fan at three and three, I mean, I think you probably would have expected at least like four and two with Rodgers a quarterback. But it's really hard to look at how that season started and not be happy with three and three um, at this point of the year. Yeah, it is incredible that they've been able to do that. So. And Rodgers showing up on the sidelines, no crutches, had a major freaking um, knee, calf injury, whatever you want to call it. And this is an injury you normally see people about six to nine months. I feel like at the least, something like what he had happened the first game. And now there's talk that he's trying to play possibly at some point this season. Do you think that's realistic? And would you trust it if it was? Look, do I think it's possible? Yeah, I mean, I think anything's possible. But do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, It's just that is a major injury. And and to also be in a situation where you're – I can't imagine you're going to be full go right away when you're cleared. So I just I think there's there's de- there's definitely question marks about it being able to happen, um, but I know that he genuinely wants to, and um, you know he these guys are who they are because of their drive and their ability and their and their their toughness and and all of these things. So there there's definitely a chance that's for sure. Mm. It will be interesting. To me, it's kind of cool to see him on the sidelines and everything with the headset on, trying to coach the kid. We always thought that would be a good idea if he actually did it, but to see him actually doing it, it is it is nice to see him embracing it because it's not that he got the image that he was like a bad teammate or anything with Jordan Love, who, I, from what I know, he seems to like the guy. So that was cool and everything, but I just think in the midst of them drafting his replacement, it kind of got lost that this dude can be a good teammate. And to see him like that, I like that. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I mean, I'm happy for him. Like, I look, Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch play. I just really don't give a shit about his political or medical, yeah. uh, you know, opinions. I mean, that's really the only thing about him I don't care about. Um, 
But when it's all said and done, it's if you sit there and say you don't enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play, you just are choosing to hate the guy to hate the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I agree with that. All right. Do you have anything else that stood out to you this week, brother? I mean, San Francisco losing to Cleveland. I mean, that was quite uh, quite surprising. Um, with, the, with the former XFL quarterback, P.J. Walker. Yeah, like you didn't lose to uh, Deshaun Watson, who's, you know, shown flashes of, of being a great quarterback, like – you, you you lost a, a guy that was in the XFL and a guy that, you know, when it's all said and done, I mean, the way he started that game, it really gave you no, no reason to think that he was going to be able to beat San Francisco and let alone what's he do, but, you know, lead them down so that they can go down. Worst part for me was I there was no way I was going to play Kareem Hunt against San Francisco, and he – Definitely would have helped me have a chance to win. So that was, you know, awesome. Um, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, I was, I was quite shocked by that outcome as well. Uh, I think those are definitely your upsets of the week. Um, I think when you look at those plays, it's very surprising to have that happen. Um, and you know they call they were calling it upset weekend. You know, like, and he almost had that happen with the Bills Giants. Um, Giants to me got robbed. Um, I you know will never root for the Giants, but I do want to see a fair game and, and, and things fall fairly. And that play at the end of regulation um, should have been called a defensive holding or pass interference. It should have been an on time down. Um, I don't think there is any debate to that when you watch the replay. Um, and, and I think the Giants got hosed. And I think they should have had a chance to win that game. Simultaneously, you know, you watch watch them at the end of the first half. And you've got the ball on the one-yard line with four seconds left to go. And you check into a run play. And you cost yourself six points. Um, worst case scenario, three. I mean, there's 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 no excuse for that, and it, it's mind blowing that that happened. And if you're a Jets or a Giants fan, you had to be fuming after that moment. And then you sit there and you think about the idea of like, hey, this you know, we had two different chances where we could have got enough of a lead that we could have won this game. Um, I, I just I don't know how they stomach like as a Giants fan. I just don't know how you stomach that. Um, uh, I I just uh, that's that's a tough pill to swallow because you cost yourself points and then have the ref cost you a chance to still win the game at the end of it. Um, the combination of the two just had to make Giants fans sick. No doubt on that one. Absolutely. All right. And just to go through the rest of the games we didn't bring up here, Can- Kansas City. Uh, 19-8 over Denver, Baltimore. You know, Tennessee had some moments where it looked like they were going to make it close. Um, Tannehill might be out beyond week seven. Baltimore beats Tennessee 24-16 in London. Washington beats Atlanta 24-16. to 
Minnesota, we both picked Chicago last week. Minnesota wins 19 to 13 over Chicago. And yeah, Cincinnati defeats the Seattle Seahawks 17 to 13. And yeah, you, you brought it up earlier. Miami has the big game uh, from Mostert. Tyreek Hill got a little banged up there towards the end, pulled up lame 42 to 21 over Carolina. Um, and Houston beats New Orleans 22-13, and the Raiders beat the Patriots 21-17. Oh, my God, the Patriots. Like, holy crap, man. Yeah. Like, nobody – I don't think anybody expected them to be world beaters or, you know, this amazing team this year. But I also don't think anybody expected them to be as bad as they are. Like, I mean, it is unbelievable how bad they are. Like mm. – on freaking believable, and like I was amped for Zeke, seeing him get his first uh, first touchdown as a Patriot. Like real happy for him to see that, and and you know get that chance. It was his 69th touchdown of his career, so like happy as hell for Zeke. But I mean that just that whole team, Mac Jones, just garbage. I mean. <laughs> you just look at it, and you just—I don't know how that makes any sense with that team. Uh, I mean, again, I, nobody expected them to be world beaters, but like for the love of God, I would have at least expected them to be a competitive football team, and they are n- nothing but garbage. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really surprising how bad they've been this year. It's just, it's not something you think about when it comes to the Patriots because it is Bill Belichick, and he seemingly has had a winning season just about every year for the last 20 years. The only one I can think of was the one that Brady went down. So They still went 11-5 and five that year with Matt Castle at quarterback. Wow, they didn't even have a league. That is correct. And they still missed the playoffs, I think. Yeah, because Miami and the Jets, uh, one one of them took the division and another one got a wild card spot. Yeah, and I think one of those teams had the same record as them, but they had the tiebreaker. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah, just just mind-blowing to see them struggle as much as they're struggling. Mm -hmm. There's no other way for me to say it. Just just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And to kind of look at the standings here a little bit, they are one and five now. Buffalo at five and one at top of the division. Uh, uh, excuse me, Miami at the top of the division at five and one. Buffalo four and two. Jets three and three. Yeah, them, the Broncos, the Giants, the Bears, and the Cardinals sit at one and five, and the Panthers are zero and six in the lead uh, for Caleb Williams which is funny because they have Bryce Young. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think you're going to see Carolina make a move. But I would not be surprised um if we saw uh like New England going after him it, it would be the most New England thing ever. Um yeah. and, and you know, if it works for him that's great, right? Like I mean, I would really care less about uh New England, Dallas won't play them for another four years. So, like, but when you, when, <laughs> man, when you think about how bad they have been all season long, it is just, 
it, it, it's shocking to me. Uh, and I do think there is a fair chance that there is a mutual parting of ways at the end of this season. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. I got a little distracted because I saw someone in the chat. We have a scraggler here and we welcome him back because it has been a while since he has been on this show. And we'll welcome him in, man. Eric Pfeiffer's with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Pfeiffer, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad, man. Not too bad, man. It's been a while. It's good to have you back, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to be back for a brief, brief moment while I drive to the rink. Oh, okay. Well, thank you he, for coming. I got to see Fife last weekend. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't for the best of circumstances, but uh, I got to see Fife last weekend. Huh. Mostly cool. you got to see these beautiful locks. Oh yeah, he's got the long curly blonde hair right now. It's it's quite it's it's quite it take it took me back a little bit. I I had to catch my breath. Yeah. Thanks for the wet. <laughs> That's all. always we'll good. Go we'll go moist. Always a fan of that one. <laughs> nice, nice. It's not a PG. What? It's the PG thirteen show. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, it depends if, if if Mike's talking about the Mets. It's definitely not PG thirteen when he is. <laughs> not always. Not always. Oh, I, I guess sorry about your Braves this year. That's all right. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, you know, we've been talking some football here, Fife, and you haven't had a chance to talk about your Giants in a while. So I, mean, who would want <laughs> I am curious on uh, everybody's thoughts about the Giants. Um, Fife, but you guys yeah. got hosed on Sunday night. Uh, you know, yeah, it was funny to listen to the rules analyst try the rules analyst, I say with quotes. Uh, try to explain why maybe they didn't make the call. It is what it is. Uh, you could say they got hosed, but I'm never a believer that one play wins or loses a football game. There's a lot they could have done throughout that game to win it. Uh, and honestly, when at the end of the first half, I know everybody's getting on his case, or a lot of people are getting on his case. Uh, when he checked to that run, I'm not mad about it, you know? You know there's not enough time to run the ball, but so does the defense. So they're not expecting it. And if a guy like Tyrod Taylor, which I know, I mean, look at his numbers. He's got starts in the league. He's a veteran. Uh, you could call him a veteran. I call him a veteran, you know. He sees something in the defense and wants to give his best offensive player the ball to try and get six points. I'm not going to be mad about it. I know the coach was, was not happy with it or didn't seem to be happy with it. But maybe when they go back and talk about it in retrospect, you know, maybe that was the heat of the moment reaction. I'm not going to be mad at a veteran quarterback for checking to a run because if it works, then everybody's praising it. It's just one of those things. You know, one time uh, when I played out in Utah, I walked in over the blue line. I was at the top of the circles near the boards, and I rifled one off the top of the crossbar. And I had a guy break into the net. And I was a quarter of an inch from, from you know, roofing one and, and getting a goal out of the deal. I went off the post and out. And when I got back to the bench, my coach was dreaming me. He said, you got to shoot it low at the pad so a rebound comes out. I said, coach, but I almost scored. He goes, if 
if he had scored, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. So it's the same thing. Like, I, I don't mind him checking to that run. It doesn't bother me. Uh, again, you're trying to get your best offensive player the ball. And how many times, if you look back on Eli Manning's career, how many times, maybe not with six, seven seconds left in the half with no timeouts, how many times at the goal line did he check to a run and it worked out for a touchdown? So it's one of those things where if Barkley gets through the line and they score a touchdown, the defense doesn't make a stand, everybody's praising him and saying, oh, what a genius call. He's got a big set of balls. But because it didn't work out, now everybody's saying it's a bad call by the quarterback and check that run. I disagree. I'm not totally against it. All right. Fair enough there. As far as the state of the team goes, uh, I'm happy to see the defense start playing better because that's going to be the key. If the Giants want to win a few games, eke some out this year, it's going to be uh, run the ball and play and stop the run and play good defense. And that's that's going to be the key. You can't bring a bunch of number two wide receivers um, and then sit your only downfield threat and have them run eight yard outs and expect to be able to move the ball downfield, which is another thing Taylor did well. I mean, he wasn't afraid to push it downfield. The guy was playing like he had nothing to lose because uh, when Daniel Jones is healthy, no matter how well he plays, he knows they're going to relegate him back to the backup role no matter what, because he's not making $40 million a year. Not all you can say right there, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, Fife, did you have anything else, like, NFL-wise? Because, you know, we kind of ran through everything. I kind of let you take the floor for a minute here. Anything you want to talk about? No, I've been I've been watching as much as I can. I've been doing a lot with the family. Um, you know, sometimes my wife gets a little frustrated with me on Sunday, so I'll sit there for a few hours with the red zone on. And, and, you know, um, it is what it is. But uh, I don't get to watch as much as I used to right now with the two little ones. And uh, but you know, I've been watching a bunch. I know my, all my fantasy teams are for crap right now. Um, I had a Fugazi 3-0 and team where I was winning games, but I wasn't putting up a lot of points. Just the teams I was playing were in my big league. The teams I was playing were uh, also not putting up points. And then I ran into three teams that were putting up points, and now I'm 3-3 three and three, uh, with some struggles. So I'm just trying to work through my fantasy stuff, figure all that out, and uh, losing money on betting spreads and six-leg parlays, or I should just do the simple stuff. You know, that's pretty much my football season. It's, it's kind of like the Giants football season right now. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, you haven't been here for a few weeks. We've been doing some picks here. Would you like to join us in some picks tonight, Fife? Yeah, I'll do a one-on-one. Uh, you know, I can't guarantee how consistently I'll be back, but I, I'm happy to do. Basically, whatever you guys pick for the last, what is this, week seven we're going into? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever you guys pick for the last six weeks, I pick the winners. Uh, and then we'll start from here. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're a hundred percent on your picks so far for the season. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. man. You know, I don't even got to see them. I just know I picked the winners. Hey, Fife, real quick, before we do picks, how long do we have you for? Uh, let's see. I got to walk into the rink in no less than 10 minutes. All right, because I, w- I want to get some uh, hockey insight. We're up and running. Devils won their opening game. 
Um, obviously, you know, that's, that was last Thursday. So if, we, if we're going to do picks, I kind of want to go through them pretty quick so we can get some hockey insight from you before we got to let you go. All right. All right. So we'll start. We'll start quickly here. Then, Dave, were you up first or was I up first? Uh, this week it's you. I went last week. Okay. So we're going to start with the Aguilera's aggravation of the week. And Dave, like I told you earlier, I was looking at the schedule yesterday, and there's a few games here that definitely qualify as Aguilera's aggravation of the week. Five, you brought up your fantasy. I'm still alive in my survivor. So I got a couple of games that I'm thinking of. But the one game I want to pick here, because the game, I want to pick a team like Detroit in a game like this. But then I look at how a team like Baltimore has been playing recently. And it's just very hard to do. So I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions going into Baltimore to take on the Ravens there. And you know something? I'm going to I'm gonna call for what I think is a little bit of an upset here because I'm going to say I think Detroit t- takes this game. I think they're playing well. I- I'm really high on the tight end, Sam Laporta there. And, yeah, they've been playing really good. I'm going to go with them. Baltimore is a scary defense, though. But they did get carved up very nicely by Derrick Henry this past weekend. Yeah, right on. And I think with that, Dave, I'm going to let Mr. Pfeiffer pick first here. All good. Well, it's uh, I don't think you can really call any Detroit win an upset anymore. I think they're one of the better teams in the league right now, to be honest. I think uh, they have a dynamic offense, and their defense is really stepping it up. The biggest question mark is going to be Montgomery's out for the foreseeable future, although I think Craig Reynolds can kind of fill his role and, and be that one and two down back, uh, pound that rock. Uh, put You know, they're they're offense is predicated on the run game as, as dynamic as it is uh, and Baltimore's defense is not too shabby and Jared Goff is not known well for playing well on the road um, so I'm not sure what the spread on this one is or anything like that but straight up I think I'm going to take Baltimore this week and I honestly in my opinion would call Baltimore the upset over Detroit at this point in the season yeah all right Dave, who you got? Yeah, I, I don't mean to pick on you, Mike, but I do got to agree with Five. I don't think Detroit winning this game would be an upset. Five years ago, definitely an upset. Um, but right now, I don't think that's the case. Uh, they are, without a doubt, one of the better teams in the league, specifically in the NFC. Um, Baltimore has played pretty good, but uh, Lamar Jackson's definitely not been putting up the numbers that people were expecting from him this year. And, and you know, the idea of him having an MVP-level season – um, and I also have him as my fantasy quarterback in one of my leagues. So I can definitely tell you, he's not been putting up numbers like you'd hope for. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit on the road in Baltimore, winning a, a very tight game. Uh, but I do think Detroit comes away with the win. Mm. So you and me got Detroit on that and five Scott Baltimore. All right. I don't know. I guess it's still hard for me to look at Detroit, uh, going in as a favorite. I don't know. I guess I'm a little late to the party on that one. Now it is time for Dave Hastings highlight of the week. I mean, Mike, you texted me earlier about there being several games that I could pick, but I don't know if there's one game that has the potential to be more fun to watch um, than the Dolphins Eagles game. Um, 
even without Tyree Kill, that Dolphins offense is pretty high-powered. Uh, the Eagles coming off a rough loss against the Jets and playing at home. Um, so I'm going to do the Dolphins-Eagles game, and I actually think the Eagles come away with the win um, just simply due to a rebound game and, and being at home uh, on primetime football. I think that stadium is going to be a little much for that Miami offense and everything they like to do. All right. So I am going to – I'll pick this one next. And know something – this is gonna be this is this will be a fun game to watch. I this might be a dangerous one. I'm gonna pick Miami going into Philadelphia there. Like we talked we talked about the fact that Philadelphia is not really clicking on all cylinders the way we saw them do last year. Miami is firing on all cylinders right now, even without H hand on there. So I will take Miami on that. Fife, who you got? Well, you mentioned mention A-Chan because I kind of look at Miami right now as like, remember the Niners a couple years back, didn't matter who was running the ball. They were um, they were scoring touchdowns. They were running well. They were, they were getting yards on the ground. So mm-hmm. I feel like anyone they plug back in there is, is going to get 100 yards and a touchdown or two every week. And Philly's defense hasn't been that good, but I do agree with Dave. I think they come out fired up at home. Uh, after losing to a bad Jets team, at least on one side of the ball, a bad Jets team. And uh, I think Philly wins, simple fact, rebound game. And uh, they're going to play like, they're going to play some pissed off football. And I do think by the end of the season, that defense comes around. They're too good of a defense to keep playing the way they are. All right. So we got Fife and Dave. Philadelphia, I am taking Miami. All right. Oh, man, we got a shit show this week. Yeah, buddy. There it, there it is. Is he is he with us? Did we have Larry Schmelrose with us? Yeah. How you doing, Schmelrose? It's been a while, buddy. I'm doing shitty. Schmelrose. Hey, hang on. All right, so with that, it is time for Larry Schmelrose's shit show of the Oh my god. So what other shit show is there to pick with my first shit show of the week of the season than the New York Giants versus the Washington Commanders? <laughs> I knew it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't oh. know what else. Yeah, I don't even know what else to say about that, man. Well, listen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a nut. I'm going to be crazy. I think if you look over the last two weeks, even though uh, Washington's um, defense sort of rebounded last week, looked a little bit more like a defense that has sweat and young and, and all them quick, fast, good players. But I think if you look over the last two weeks, the Giants' defense has actually been playing better than the Washington defense. Uh, I'm going to go Giants six to three. Oh, wow. Oh, so snooze oh. fest, not just a shit show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
The only thing I can say to that is I mean, I'm exaggerating goal. on the six to three, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've all yeah. fallen asleep on the toilet before. <laughs> Dude, last, yeah, I mean, I, like, I could see a fucking one second left in overtime. <laughs> Graham Gano trots out and kicks a 40 yarder to win it. <laughs> like, I'm talking snooze fest of all snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, each team man. scores a field goal on their first possession, and then it's just three and out, 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 three and out for the rest of the game. <laughs> oh man! Well, I don't even know how to follow that one, but um, yeah, I'm, both teams are bad. I think that I think Washington might be playing slightly better right now, and I need Brian Robinson to get a touchdown this weekend. Uh, so I'm taking Washington. Yeah, I got to back that up with you, Mike. I'm I'm going to go with Washington. I just think they're playing better football. Um, and there's no guarantee Daniel Jones is playing next week as well with the neck injury. So uh, I'm going to have to take Washington on the road. All right. I guess we're back to me now. See, it's it's funny. I can kind of see the games you were picking. I don't really see too many games where there are clear – we're we're definitely going to be picking different teams here because I, I a lot of these games I feel like I don't know I look at them I can see who the winners are though the one game I will pick here will go Green Bay Packers going into Denver to take on the Broncos I mean I, the only real intrigue is if you believe that what you saw out of Jordan Love before their bye week in Week Five is legit. I don't necessarily think it's legit, but going into Denver, that is a big test. I have no faith in the Broncos right now, and I, I think we all kind of saw this last year, but this year is just confirmation because supposedly Hackett was the problem, and Russell Wilson just isn't very good anymore. So I'm going to go the Packers here. Schmeller Rose, who you got? I'll be quick about it. I'm going to take the Packers. Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards last last week. It was the first time in his career he's ever thrown for under 100 yards. Um, I don't know what it is. I guess, you know, you look over at what Geno is doing over in Seattle. I guess it was Pete Carroll. I think we can look and say it was Tom Brady in New England. And we could say it was Pete Carroll in Seattle at this point. I actually think that's – uh, comparison right there, my friend. Um, it's a really good one. That that Denver team is is it is mind blowing. The games that they have won, they trailed by at least seventeen points in each game. So even when they've won a game, they've gone down by seventeen or more, which is just crazy to think about. Um, and, and with that said, I. Like Jordan Love had two week one and week two really good week three week four week five really bad. Um, I'm going to have to go with Green Bay coming off the bye. I know they're playing in Mile High Stadium, but if there's one thing Jordan Love has is he's got a rocket of an arm, uh, so he they can stretch the field in that stadium. Um, the Denver seems to be trying to get younger and getting rid of some of their best players, even though they're veterans. Um, and I think they're re- like they really want Sean Payton to be the coach for the long time, so they're really really willing to sacrifice this season. Um, and may- maybe they they're in the running for Caleb Williams as well. 
So I, I'm I'm going to take Green Bay on the road. Yeah, right. Okay. Like I said, I did not really see too many. I thought we'd differ on there. Dave, you are up. I think one we might differ on is the Steelers at the Rams. I mean, Pitt, I mean, Mike Tomlin refuse, refuses to let his teams finish above, uh, below 500. I think the Rams are playing better than most people expected them, but the young rookie running back uh, hurt himself, and he's out this week. Um, and they've been relying heavily on him. They've got the rookie wide receiver, Cooper Cup back. Steelers made an unbelievable comeback against the Ravens uh, before their bye week. They're coming off of a bye. Rams coming off of a win against the Cardinals. Um, I, I think that's going to be an interesting game being played in L.A. Uh, and even without the running back, um, I, I think the Steelers' defense, if T.J. Watt doesn't take over, uh, is is pretty run-of-the-mill, um, which is shocking to say. But they're a tough team, and they'll play a game close. But – I think the Rams have more on offense to make enough plays to, to swing the game in their favor and be at home. So I'm going to take the Rams. Hmm. I'm going to take the Rams too. I'm going to be honest. That's that's why I didn't look at this game because I kind of thought we were both, we were going to pick the Rams here. I, I know they won their last game against the Ravens. I, I don't really have any faith in Pittsburgh. Like you said, without TJ Watt, their defense is average at best. And if you have them in fantasy, you're not exactly happy with your choice. Um, so, yeah, I I look at the Rams as one of those situations you brought up. Uh, I think Fife had brought up earlier where you can kind of stick anyone in. And I think they're going to definitely try that this week. So, I, I, I don't know. To me, Kyron Williams kind of came out of nowhere. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they can get another one. And Cup and uh, – Nakua over there with Atwell as the three receiver that that has become one of the more formidable three man receiving crews in the NFL. So I'm going with St. Louis there. Shmel Rose, who you got? Uh, uh, I'm going to take. I'm sorry, Fife. I, I Shmel Rose. I said Los uh, St. Louis there. I meant Los Angeles. Apologies. Sorry. I'm going to take the Rams, and then uh, I got to head into the ring, so I'll give you the quick. I don't really have much. You know, Devils are three games into the season. Um, so I'm going to give it to you quick. Devils fans, chill out. Y'all got your panties all moist. You know how I like to, you know, finish where I started. Y'all got your panties all moist because they had a great preseason. Well, in preseason in any sport really means shit. So it was funny to listen to all of you. And I'm a Devil fan. It was funny to listen to all of you. I uh, think this team was winning a Stanley Cup because they went on to in the preseason. Um, it's early on. So let's not forget that last season, you know, a lot of guys, they lost in overtime to Arizona. They lost last night to the Panthers. There were a lot of Devils fans I saw on social media who are um, fired up and they're, they're, they're calling it quits already. I mean, don't forget last year, people by the end of the year were chanting, sorry, Lindy, because in the beginning of the year, they were chanting to fire the freaking guy. So they, they started slow last year. You do not want to be playing your best hockey right now anyway. Right? You come out of the first couple months of the season and you put yourself in a position to fight for the division uh, as the season rolls on. That's all you're really looking for in the beginning of the season. You want to come out strong, but it's more important to finish strong. 
There are some new pieces on this team. Last year was Vitek Banachek's first time being a full-time starter. Now you have Akira Schmidt who's coming in and filling some of that role. Um, they have a, their 1A, 1B goaltender. They just got to figure out how it's all going to work. Uh, but don't panic. All right. I know your panties all dried up over the last couple games, but this team is going to be fine. This team is a playoff team. This team is going to battle for the Metropolitan Division. So everybody relax. Um, and it's going to be a good year. All right. So I got to get going. I got to go into the rink. I'm running a little bit late. It was fun talking to you guys again. Um, I have a game again next week, so hopefully I can uh, hop on on my way to the rink again next week. Sounds good, man. It's good to have you back, brother. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I love you. See you later. Love you, brother. So hey, Absolutely. Great to have Eric Pfeiffer and Larry Schmelrose back with us here in the family. So that wraps it up for picks. And I will say, uh, I did not bring this up. We come into this week. You and me, uh, I'm 18 and eight. You are 17 and nine. We both went four and two on the week last year. So still a tight race. But yeah, apparently it doesn't matter because Fife is on, un- uh, Schmell Rose is undefeated. <laughs> so we'll, I, I, I guess we'll stick with that and we'll, we'll, um, we'll see if that changes this week. All right, man. Um, did you have anything else football wise you want to bring up that we maybe lift out? Uh, I don't think so, man. I think we're in uh we're we're as good of a spot as we could be at this point. Absolutely. Um, all right, fair enough. Anything else sports wise you wanted to bring up? I didn't really I I know we're in the preseason now for basketball as well. I, I haven't really seen too much. I did see a little highlight of Lillard in the Bucks uniform, which I I you don't have to like the way he got there and yeah, whatever rift happened between the Heat and um the owner, I uh the agent, I like Lillard in Milwaukee. I like that as a landing spot. You got to put somebody with the Greek freak there. I want to see how that works out. Yeah, I'm all for it, man. I mean, I, well, let me rephrase that. I'm a Bulls fan, so I can't really say I'm actually all yeah. for it. But um, I think the combination of the two of them is is the right kind of combination, and, and it gives you an inside out game um, and something where you can really look at that team and say they might be able to do some damage. Yeah. Absolutely. So, anything else sports-wise you wanted to bring up tonight, brother? Uh, I mean, I can't say I really have any idea what's going on in the MLB playoffs. And so, if you cover that before (laughs) I got on, I'm good to go. Well, I, I did not really bring that up that much. The Braves did lose this week. That's why I offered my condolences. So they, they wound up getting eliminated. The only thing I'll say is I think most Met fans look at who's left in the baseball playoffs and go, God, I want the Arizona Diamondbacks to win because they ain't done nothing to piss us off. But if they make it to the World Series, it will be two consecutive years that the NL representative got its ass beat by the Mets during the regular season and made a World Series just to piss me off. You are very good at finding things to piss you off when it comes to the Mets, my friend. Well, there's a lot to go around there, Dave. True. Just saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
All right. And I, I didn't really have too much else either, pop culture-wise. Oh, what'd you think? The second episode of Loki, did you wind up catching up on it? Uh, yeah, I ended up watching it. And I'll be honest, I'm actually kind of confused about what the hell is actually going on. So uh, I'm mm. hoping to kind of clarify things with the four remaining episodes. What was confusing you? Well, like, is he jumping between timelines or is he just jumping from the future and the past on the same timeline? Like, is she, you know, like, how big of a, you know, like, because when they kept doing the preview, I thought Kang was going to be a huge major factor and he's really kind of just been glimpses so far. Um, so, yeah, there's just, you know, some things I'm a little unsure about and, and what's going on, but I got faith to clarify it. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I was under that. Those are good questions you brought up. I guess I was just under the impression it was all under the same timeline, just different points in the uh, in the timeline there. Um, I, I've been pretty entertained by it so far. I think it's pretty good. All these Marvel shows to me never quite stick the landing. And same thing with the Star Wars and everything, too. So it'll just be interesting to see how, how it goes. But I'm liking it so far. Yeah, it's not like I'm not entertained. I just, I just don't have a clear understanding of what's actually taking place. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be good to see where the show goes. So I think with that, though, unless you had anything else, I think it's time to get out of here for tonight. So thank you to Eric Pfeiffer, Larry Schmelrose for joining us tonight. Thank you to everybody for listening out there. Uh, all the various podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Bullhorn. Rate, like, share, subscribe, do all the things. And we'll get out of here for tonight. Let's do some final thoughts. Dave Hastings. Yeah, so I um, I meant to say it last week, and it's the reason I got to see Fife, and I also saw uh, Eric. Um, and so I just wanted to take a quick moment to, you know, send my condolences to Eric and his family and, and say rest in peace to Eric's father, Glenn. Um, was with us from August 3rd, 1956 to October 3rd, 2023. So um, that's why I had the chance to see them. And, and we, you know, we, we, we celebrated his life and we had drinks and we had shots and, you know, we had ourselves a good time. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I, I meant to say it last week, but we were kind of caught up with things and just kind of rolled right to the ending and I forgot. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, Eric is uh, a founding father of this show even being possible. Um, and just wanted to give some respect and, and uh, you know, appreciation for his dad and, and, and to him. Yeah, it's good that you brought it up. I definitely, uh, I dropped the ball for getting to bring that up myself there. I, I did reach out to Eric and express my condolences because I did, I did see that on his Facebook timeline. So, um, yeah, like I, like I told him, I, I can't even imagine it. I, I do feel very bad for him on that. So rest rest in peace to Glenn Tressler. Yes, sir. But other than that, um, I have to let you know I will not be able to join you next week. Um, 
I am actually leaving for Orlando Monday morning and don't come back till Thursday. And uh, I'm actually going down there for a uh, work training. Um, so all day is work. And then after work is, you know, networking and, and meeting people and socializing and all that stuff. So we'll not be available for, uh, for a show with you next week, my friend. All right. Well, you will be back the week after that. You have fun in Orlando, though. What are you doing in Orlando? I, uh, I've got work. Ah, okay. Well, you try to enjoy yourself in Orlando while you're down there. Well, that's the joy of working in sales. You work hard, you play hard. So I'm, I'm sure the uh, after uh, work activities will be a good time, but got to make sure you call it an early enough night so you can wake up the next day and do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And with that, I am Mike Agliolauro. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all next week.